Welcome to Calvary International Christian Center. This is a word to inspire, encourage, and motivate you to live a life to the fullest. God bless you as you listen. One of the things we learn in the house of God that it's not a one-man show. It's not about the one talented. It's about the many effort. Yeah, everybody's effort adds to it. Everybody's bit adds to it. And that's what makes it beautiful. If you want a one-man show, you won't survive in this house because we won't notice it. But if you also want to call your half, God will exalt you in due season. Amen. John chapter 1. Father, we thank you so much this morning. We ask that you speak to us. Lord, we ask that you will touch our hearts, open our minds, let your word bring healing, let it bring transformation, and Lord, let it bring us wisdom in Jesus' name. Amen. The word is, the word is, somebody sent me a a clip of something, and um, a man of God was preaching about Jesus is. And I think the brother was very excited. I said, Amen. But it also made me aware that at least when we come to church, we are actually listening. Amen. We are hearing what the Bible is saying. Amen. And that's a very, very, very thing. And we are talking about the word of God. Amen. We are talking about the word of God. We are talking about the word of God. And we are saying that the word is. Amen. The word is, and chapter um, one is one of those um, books of the Bible chapter which just brings us the word in that. The reason why I think we really need to look at this very seriously is because sometimes a lot of us as Christians, you know, is like, we have so many jargons and so many amazing things. I'm waiting on the Lord, trusting God, you know. The hand of God is upon me, you know. I'm believing God for a miracle, you know. But I want us to mature and develop and get to a place where when we say we are waiting on God, when we say that yeah, the hand of God, you know, we should know that all of that is in the Word or is the Word. Do you understand? Yeah, God should work a miracle for you. What you are saying is that the word should manifest. Do you understand what I'm saying? So because a lot of times we put our Bible somewhere far away and then we are waiting on God. Do you understand? And God is right there inside. Amen. Let's read John chapter 1. I want to read the King James Bible because that's the original English translation. Do you understand? King James is not the original version of the Bible. Do you know that? Paul and Cody didn't speak English. Oh, yeah, the original Bible was written in Hebrew, Aramaic, and all that. Not English. But the first English translation, thanks to our wonderful King James. It's called King James. (laughs) Because he gave that instruction and got it done. That's why. May you also do something and then to be named after you. Isn't it? Yeah, the Georgina Tower. <laughs> Say, Lord, let them come in. You know? But yeah, there's something be named after you. Isn't it? Yeah, they said when uh, the Eiffel Tower was 
built. Do you know the man was ridiculed? Eiffel was ridiculed this. So you are spending how many decades to do this? And today we pay to go and stand down. And then the bold ones pay to go and climb in. I don't know what the, what the ambition is to go through that thing. You know, Reverend and the kids climbed up. And then I went to get a box of chips. And then I sat down and I ate it whilst they went for a fitness trip there. Eiffel Tower. Amen. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same with God. Yeah. Were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was the life, was the light of man. And the light shineth in the, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Same came for a witness, bear witness of that. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light. Which lighted and that cometh into the world. He was the world, and the world was made. He came unto his own, and he received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed, which was born not nor of the flesh. Nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Yeah? The glory as and truth. Amen. Amen. So the Bible has tried to explain to us that when we say God, when we say Jesus, when we are talking about what? The word. Amen. Yeah, the word. The word means that when you have the word, you have Jesus. <laughs> yeah, which means that when you know the word, you know Jesus. Do you understand? You know, sometimes we even make that prayer that I may know him. <laughs> understand? That I may know him. That I may know him. What you are saying is that, that I may know the word, isn't it? That I may have the word. That I may live the word. Do you understand? You know, Christ in me, the hope of glory. The word in me, hope of glory. Do you, do you understand? Yeah. What is making Christianity weaker and weaker is the lack of the word. Both in knowledge and in its manifestation. Amen. Last week we looked at the first one. We said the word. Looking at what the word is, isn't it? Because we were trying to explain and we used ourselves. Isn't it? And we said Beulah is. Isn't it? And we said, who was the flower? Okay. And we said Georgina is. And they said Georgina was. <laughs> yeah. You know, we see things and then we are able to describe them. Do, do you understand? We see somebody and we say, oh, the boy is some. Mm? Yeah. The girl is beautiful. You know? Or oh, the girl is, you know, 
<laughs> yeah. We say it that it means that whatever it is is obvious. Do you understand? Yeah. Like somebody come in here and say, oh, the pastor is black. Really? Oh. I didn't realize that. So whatever it is, do you understand? We can look at a girl's face and say, this girl is in love. Have you looked at Amma's face recently? When you look at Amma's face, you can see, you look, you look at Amma's face, you say that, the, you, you look at Amma's face, you say that the girl is, I'm shy of, uh, I'm shy of Mr. M, but I, I feel like I take liberty in the house, isn't it? <laughs> so we can look and say, Mr. M is in love. And you don't know who Mr. M is then. But if Amma is in love with Mr. M, then it means that Mr. M is in love. <laughs> and how, how come we are all not disputing that fact? Yeah, yeah. It's tried and proven. It's obvious. It's very, very... Do you know some people don't know Mr. M, but as soon as we said it, they recognize who it is. Because you have to look for somebody around who looks like he's in love. You look for somebody who is in love. Amen. <laughs> Amma is in love, volume one. <laughs> it will be like a 24 series. <laughs> you come to four hours. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm sure Mr. M is praying that I hope these people won't come for our wedding. I pray so. May they not reach there. Hey, you'll be surprised. Have you seen a pastor with a whistle before? <laughs> to be easy at all. You know, so the same way we are saying that the word is, it's not like the word was. Do you understand? The word was, is, and will be. And when we say means it's present, current, do you understand? Running, continuous. The word is, it's not just the word was. A lot of us, we look at the Bible like it was. You know, it's part of our history knowledge. You know, we read about Nazi Germany. We read about Martin Luther King. Then we also read about Peter, uh, James, and John. But the word was not then alone. It also is. Amen. And the first thing we said is that the word is wisdom. Amen. When we looked at Romans chapter 11, reading from verse 33, the Bible was talking about the richness do you understand? And the knowledge of God. Amen. And the wisdom. Do you understand? That means the knowledge and God is knowledge. God is wisdom. You know, then I was looking, let's turn our Bible to the book of Corinthians. Book of Corinthians, First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter one. You know, there's a verse that we always read a, a little bit of it. But I want us to have a a few verses of it today. First mm-hmm. Corinthians, my ESV version. Yeah, ESV if you have it. It says that, for the word of the cross is, amen, it is. For the word of the cross is fully to those who are perishing. Uh, verse 18. First Corinthians 1 from verse 18. For the word of the cross. You know. The King James says for the preaching of the cross. 
My yes, he says that for the word of the cross, because preaching is saying the word, isn't it? Preaching is speaking the word. What am I doing now? Preaching. Do you understand? So for the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is why sometimes we become intimidated by the word. Because we know that this word saves and has power, but the world sees the word as foolishness. So it can make us even embarrassed about the word. To the world, the word is folly. To those who are perishing, those who don't believe, those who are not planning heaven, don't think there's a heaven, don't even care if there's a heaven, it is foolishness. But to those of us who are being saved, that is so important, which means that it's a process. Do you understand? Your salvation, you keep it. Do you understand? And then you look. So it's a process. So for those of us who haven't completed, the word is. Do you understand? The word is what is saving us and the word is what is giving us power and ability. Then he says that written, that's the word. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is that of this age? What I'm saying is that I don't know how many of you know the scientist who is, um, what's his name? The Oxford, is it Oxford scientist who tells us when the world will end and what pollution will do to us? Dawkins, is it? Hawkins. Hawkins. You know, his word to the world is. When he speaks, it is. Every time he says anything, Christians have been talking about Kali modified babies for so long. But because we are basing it from the word, the world will see it as folly. But when he recently opened his mouth to say that this thing, decades time, will create uh, beings that are not human. Then the world said, oh, he, the intelligent man, has spoken. It is. Do you understand what I'm saying? They will not understand it. He said that, where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? You see, some people can debate. Some people have words. Do you understand? You know, when they were having the uh, American elections, like Clinton had words. Do you understand? And uh, yours truly was not a debater. You know, he came up with some sentences goodly, bigly, bigly. You know, he was later. You know, sometimes she will be giving her point and then he'll be standing behind her and he'll be like, yeah, I'll jail her. <laughs> yeah, you'll be in jail. <laughs> yeah, I'll lock you. <laughs> but he won. So they're asking that, where is the debater? Where is the one described? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since, the, since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, I, it pleased God through the folly what we preach to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs, Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, which becomes a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the word, becomes the power of God and the wisdom of God. Amen. Yeah, we always say this, isn't it? 
Christ the power and the wisdom. What we are saying is that the power and it is the wisdom. You know, I looked up the word wisdom. You know, I've always known what wisdom means. But I saw this definition. I think she writes now. And I thought, yeah, that is why some people may look wise, but are not that. It said that wisdom is experience and knowledge together with the power of applying them critically, properly, practically. I'll read it out to you again. Wisdom is experience and knowledge. Do you know that knowledge is the word, isn't it? Knowledge, if you, are, if you go to school and you acquire knowledge, what have you acquired? A lot of words that you have retained. Or oh, isn't that what it is? Yeah. When, do they, when they ask you that, do you understand your chemistry or your history or whatever? Do you understand? Are you ready for the exam? What they are saying is that, have you got all the words? <laughs> yeah. The knowledge that for. Even when you are writing, even if it's a math exam, a write for the number four plus four equals eight. What you have written is F O U R. It's a word. Do you understand? So that there is the 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 experience because your decisions, your life, what you have done, all of that has still been based on words. So he's saying that our experience, the knowledge, or the way practiced, your experience is the word you have already used. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, what you have done, be it foolish, be it wise. Is the word that you have physically already applied has become your experience. Because you know what? Plus the knowledge, what you have now acquired, you haven't yet used it together. So it means that if you have experienced something or you have applied a word which you have forgotten your experience, you are likely to, especially if it was bad. Also, if you have forgotten it and it was good, you may not consciously do it again. Even though when you experience it, it was good. Do you understand? So he's saying that the wisdom is the experience and knowledge to with the power of applying. So having the knowledge, you know, I keep saying this thing. I get so amazed when I go to various parts of Africa. You see a doctor, you see a lawyer, you see an accountant, you see a nurse. Totally. There's a place in a certain part of the world where you go to get birth certificates. In fact, I don't know why Europe and things, they accept every birth certificate and everything that comes from somewhere. If they knew where it was typed. <laughs> there is a street that when you go on, you see people, 32 degrees heat, in their big coats, <laughs> with a little distance, maybe a person here on the table there, it just says, lo and so. Do you understand? And what he can do, you know, uh, oath, whatever, <laughs> you, you know, and he's there, and all he's sitting there doing, you come, you so I want you to verify. Uh, put his precious stamp that has his name underneath it, put signature, and then collect your fiver and put it in his back pocket. But and there is also somebody who is sitting in the high court who sat in the same class with him, and one is at the corner. Where the, the drug dealers are there, he is there. They are doing different business. But they are there. And he's same. They had, maybe he was even cleverer. Had much more knowledge than this one. You know, I was telling Reverend, one of our mates, that in fact, we used to pray for her. We used to pray for him because, honestly, he, he was Reverend Senior in school. And by the time I got to university, he was my mate. That's a problem. You know, that, that is many years. And as he came and were there, 
every time we took an exam, even when I don't learn and I sort of feel, oh, this one won't do well, then I remember him, then I'm okay. Because I know that at least last, last, I won't be. There's a sure winner, a holder, a permanent holder of that position. So I will not be in, I will not be in trouble by the grace of him. Um, Recently, our mate dad to raise money to help his family because that mate of ours, he was clever, got a really good job, made a lot of money, and then became um, an alcoholic and a womanizer. And children sort of find themselves in a very bad place as he has just died. So it's like the whole class come together and help this other children through school. So now they were bringing, calling big money. You know, people should try and give pounds, whatever, because it's for the period. Because once the man's death is over, we are all going to forget. So as the emotions are fresh, let's all do. And it was like, oh, yes. Then Mr. Last Man, Mr. Last Man, this amount. Then the zeros were plenty. Then somebody said, excuse me, um, are you saying you are contributing? <laughs> and everybody shouted on a person that, what is your own? The number of zeros you can do, put yours. If it's just one zero, drop your last zero and let it go. The guy had, was giving like half of the whole class's contribution was his contribution. And, then, and to make it worse, they hadn't opened the check. They hadn't opened, um, they hadn't opened the bank account, you know, the trust. Nothing. Check. Hey, brother, relax. Eh? We are all going to pay. Some of us have to pray about it. Miss Christmas. <laughs> But that tells you that even though he took in probably, we thought, the knowledge, his application of what he took, the power of applying them critically and practically. Some of us, we don't apply the word of God practically. Practically. We like to apply it spiritually. Thy kingdom come, O Lord. Thy rule, O Christ, be no, the kingdom is not food and meat. The kingdom, what is the kingdom, you know, on your street? 419 Stratford Road. <laughs> what, what, is, what, what, what do you mean by the kingdom? We, do you understand what I'm saying? Because that's the word we know. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. How do you practically apply it to your life? When you wake up in the morning, you are... You are on your street. Where is the kingdom? Where is your kingdom? Where is your, where, what, what are you doing with it? What are you going to use it for? You have to be able to stop sensationalizing the word and live it. Like how when your father tells you, get up, go to school. What do you do? You get up, you brush your teeth, iron your uniform. You know, if you had a father like mine, who said, and then you will be dressing up to go to school come and sit by his bed, and then, I mean, I was I probably even maybe four years. Hey, and then you have to do times table. But you think he'll be asking you four times table. No, 12 times table. And I sometimes just wonder, that, does he know it? <laughs> that is the practical application of the instruction that was given. We also need to begin to learn how to practically apply the word that we hear. Do you understand? The songs that we sing, the messages that we hear, we have to, you have to be able to go home. You know, this, uh, I think we had a series on 
uh, marriage, isn't it? And relationship. Do you understand? Husbands love your wife, isn't it? Uh, wives submit unto your own husband. You know, you have to go home practically, Mr. Lamte, and then take your wife and say the word of God that husbands love your wife. Sister, love begins. <laughs> yes. Then you show it. Do you understand? And then you find out what makes her. So what makes her feel love? For somebody, it may be chocolate. For somebody, it may be cucumbers and cabbage. For somebody, it may be cashew nuts. and for, for somebody, it will be a big bowl of rice and chicken. Whatever it is, that is your practical application of the word. Do you understand? I'm saying that for the word to become wisdom to you, you have to apply it practically. You, I think it was on Wednesday, the Bible was sharing that. Say, hey, when pastor preached about this, I did this, that, that. Do you understand? Uh, Black Friday came, and I didn't pass by the town at all. That is practical application of the word of God. Yeah, it wasn't for us to sit here and say, I bind the devil. You know, some of us, maybe we want to lose weight. We hold the fat and we say, in Jesus' name, melt now. Melt, melt, melt. We are not being realistic with the word. That's why the word is not showing its power in our lives. Because you are supposed to take it and you practically apply. Do you understand? If your mouth is watery, do you know what I mean? Some people have watery mouth. I mean, when they open it, everything comes out. Not everything. No sieve, no that thing, everything. And you have that mouth. And then you read in the Bible, do you understand, about gossiping, about the cantankerous woman, about living in a house with a woman who is always there, there, there. It's like droppings, you know. It's better for a man to live on the rooftop than to live with a woman whose mouth is always running. It's a scripture. So as you, the woman, you have... The man may decide to move to the rooftop biblically. <laughs> you, as a young woman, old woman, whatever, as you have read that scripture, it's not for you to sit and say, hey, Lord, help, I tell you, the mouth. It means that you practically have to go and do something about Do you understand? Which means when the mouth is about to run, you have to hold it. You see, sometimes you may even have to run out of the room and come back. And somebody asks, why did you run? I said, well, I was just obeying the word of God. And then come back. Do you understand? And then learn. And even your friends say, listen, when I start talking, remind me. Prompt me that time. That is practically getting help. Do you understand? If you like gossiping a lot, you know, when you catch yourself on the phone or you've gone to visit someone and you see that you have put somebody on board, dissect the person. Even if you have cut the head, leave the rest of the body. That is practical application. Otherwise, you'll be, you'll be 40 years in church and still be a gossiper. Do you understand? You'll be in church for 50 years and be, still be a fornicator. Because if you think that God has come to prevent you from fornicating, he will never come and do that. The Holy Spirit will never be in the room and say, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. No, no. Do you understand? You read the scripture and it says flee. Put yourself in that situation, you run. Do you understand? You read the Bible and it says that a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms, so shall thy poverty come. You see yourself sleeping instead of going to look for your job. You see yourself, you say, hey, what is that? A little sleep. You wake up. Yeah. Sometimes it's not even that you, the, the job has come, but you need to just get out of the house because the Bible says that a little sleep. So, so long as I'm not sleeping, at least I've cleared one bit. Do you understand? So long as I'm not folding, 
Do something. Do something. You know, I remember when you preached about that thing, I said that, wake up in the morning, dress up like you're going for an interview, leave the house, get into town with the people who are catching their um, train or bus, and go wherever it is they go, and come back with them. You see, you're laughing. But you see, that puts you in a certain mindset. Yeah. I have, you know, I tested it. I don't know how people can stay in bed or in their house continuously two days, three days. It's depressing. Because what you feel? You have to take an depre- uh, de- antidepressant. Yeah. Because it's also in the Bible. If the devil finds this thing for I- I- idle, you know, you, when you're idle, the, the devil will, will look for work for you. They said there are some people, their full-time job is idleness. Yes. Some people eat the bread of That's their meal. When they wake up in the morning, they're idle. They wake up in the afternoon, they're idle. So you read that scripture, it doesn't mean you pray and say, oh, oh Lord, an idol me. You know, take all any idleness from me. How would he take the idleness from you? He needs you to get up. That's why he has told you, get up. You know, you see yourself, you're always fighting. You immediately, you confront it. Do you understand? You tell yourself that, ah, that's why I'm always quarreling with this person. Yeah, some people don't realize that they're quarrelsome. Yeah, they'll tell you that it's not me. People are some way. But as soon as you realize that you have quarreled with people in the east, you have quarreled with people in the west, you have quarreled with people in the south, as some guys that no, the problem can't be east, west, and south. It has to be with me. And then you do something about it. Do you understand? You, you absolutely... You see, me, that's why a lot of platforms I don't even comment on. Because my opinion is hardly ever sieved. So what I am thinking is what I'm saying. But you know that it's not always what you are thinking that you should say. The Bible says that, because I saw it in my Bible, speak the truth with grace. I saw it. So when I saw it, I said, oh gosh. Because mm. I thought truth was truth. <laughs> but some of us are lacking in excess grace in our truth. And you won't say anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the Bible says that it's better to listen than to so you shut up. So sometimes when I'm quiet in a certain environment, it's not because I don't have an opinion. Just that my opinion is not appropriate. But that is showing me that I am growing in the word. Because me would have spoken. You know, this our platform, we had to do this. I saw one of the, my mates saying that, hey, how come Reverend Gloria is not, you know, I, I was about to respond. Then I, did, I realized that it's Reverend Gloria. <laughs> So I can't resolve. You, you have to be transforming by the word. Yeah. The next thing about the word is influence. We are going home. The word is influence. The word is influence. When we say something has influence, what does it mean? It means that the word affects, isn't it? The word can have an effect. The word can reach far. You know? Put these scriptures down, at least to give you something to read today when you get home. Chapter 6, verse 7, Acts chapter 12, verse 24, Acts chapter 13, verse 49, Acts 19, verse number 20. Oh, we have like three minutes. We can read it. 
When you look at all those scriptures, we see sort of like a theme or a pattern. Acts chapter 6, verse 7, the Bible says, And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. Amen. So the word has influence because it increases. Amen. And that is exactly the same thing that happens in our lives, that if the word has influence in your life, the word will increase in your life. The word will increase in your life. Then when you look at Acts chapter 13 verse 49, the Bible says that word was spreading. And the word was spreading. You know, sometimes we say, oh, something has spread. Maybe Ebola or whatever. It isn't. What it means is that it's almost like we don't know how it's you know, getting through, but somehow, you know, we'll, we'll watch something on YouTube. The next thing you know, it says 3 million views. If it has 3 million views, it means it has spread to 3 million people. And the Bible is saying that the word can spread. What it's telling me is that if the word is in you, it will spread into your family, to spread into your marriage, it will spread into your relationship, it will spread into your peace of mind, it will spread into your attitude. If you allow it, it will spread. In any part of your life, anywhere you go, you will see that the word is Going, you know, in Acts 12, 24, the Bible says the word increased and multiplied. Amen. And multiplied. Which means that the one word can become many. How many of you realize that you've heard a verse before? Pastor John will come and preach it in some angle. Pastor James will come and preach it, bring it in some, you know. You see somebody standing behind here. He said, John three sixteen, And then you tell that today we are talking about giving. And we say, oh yeah, for God so loved the world he gave. Then you find uh, Reverend John 3.16. Today we are talking about love. Same scripture. The word can multiply. It can become. Do you understand? And when you, it means that the word in you, it doesn't only increase one plus one, but it multiplies. Then when you look in Acts 19, it talks about the word increasing, multiplying, and then prevailing. Prevailing. What when it says it's prevailing, it means that it is winning. It comes on top. You say you prevail. It means it's not a, a, a word that is often used in uh, speech. Is do you understand? Yeah. But what when we say oh, even uh, 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 what's the runner hundred meter world runner? What's his name? When when he's on the race, we just assume that he's going to prevail, isn't it? He's going to come out on top. So what we are saying is that ultimately the word comes out on top. Haven't you realized that when you have been advised, you have been cancelled, you understand, but, and you haven't obeyed, and you have moved on, and you, uh, you say, I don't care, these people, everything, the Bible says, the Bible says, the word. after four years, after three years, after 15 years, you will come and realize that the word prevailed. What the word was saying, exactly what is happening. Yeah, because sometimes we will say that, listen, this guy, don't marry him. Or this girl, do not. So these people, uh, you, you have your husband, you go and lie by your husband, then it's all cold, then you are come to stand here and tell us that we should wait for a godly man, we should wait for, uh, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah, everybody, small, small, you know, bit by bit, eh? he will get better with time, by and by. Yeah. Then we say, listen, the Bible says a little leaven leavened the whole lamp. You understand? The Bible says, don't be unequally yoked. Unequally yoked. Who is righteous? None righteous. Time will show you that the word is on top. 
anybody, all of, including me, you re- we can, if we will be truthful, we can tell of a time, of a situation where we disobeyed the word, we like doing it, or it was going to mean sacrificing something we like or something we want, but ultimately we realize that the word is what came on top. Yeah. If you will ask, a lot of devil will explain to you that somebody did not allow the word. Somebody rejected the word. And in the end, the word prevailed. It will always, it will always, always, always come out on top. Because the word has that ability and it has that power. When you look in Ezekiel chapter 2, Ezekiel said that the verse 1, he was saying that the spirit came to him, the spirit told him to write, and then I want to speak to you. And as soon as the words came out, he said that the spirit entered into him. Which means that words can aff- and, and come into you. And that is why we all must be careful, especially for those of us who live in Europe and things. Because the word, whether we like it or not, if we allow it, it will come into us. And it will come in as and it will come and it will increase and it will multiply. It is not only good word that increases and multiply. If it's a bad word, it will still increase and multiply. Any word it is. Listen, if you tell your children they are beautiful, they'll grow up believing that. And no man will be able to tell them that they are not nice. If you grow up telling your son you will do well, you are great, you can be anything you want to be. Okay, that's why you see we should stop saying it because like me, my son can be a footballer. So if I go anything that you will be, what we mean is that in the area of your sphere, <laughs> what we are saying is that in the area of your sphere, you can be whatever it is. Do you understand? So if he likes music and he's good at, and he says, I want to be a producer, I will tell him that he can be the best producer ever. Yes. Do you understand? If you say you are a businessman or you're a businesswoman, whatever business it is, who can tell you that you can do it. You can make it. You are good at it. You know, because we don't realize, that's why sometimes we get irritated with people and say, ah, I'm counseling this person. They are not shifting. But do you know how long another word to them? And that word has multiplied. That word has increased. That word has prevailed. Jesus said in John 6, 63, the words that I speak unto you, their spirit, their life, which means that that word brings life. That word brings life. If you don't believe that the word has influence today, I'm telling you that every word has influence. Yeah, that is why we tell husbands and wives, try and say I love him as you can because it has life. Yeah. <laughs> it has influence. It will influence everything that you do. Do you understand? So if you keep telling your husband, I mean your wife, I love you, nobody can come and tell her I love you better than you can tell her. Yeah. You say it with chocolate. You say it with a sweet. You say it with a hug. You say it with a kiss. You say it with a squeeze. You say you say you are preaching. You are preaching. Do you know that most of us in this house that maybe I have related with you for I don't, there are some things you realize that I've said over and over. How many times have you got a text from me and I have said, God bless you? Plenty. Plus or minus every week. It's done on purpose. Why not know that you know that God bless you, that God loves you? 
Yes, but my saying it again, it's increasing the spirit and it's increasing the life. When you go home and you have children, you have siblings, you have neighbors, begin to say good things because that they influence. They have spirit. They have life. They have power. They can increase. They can multiply. They can prevail. They can continue to increase. Stronger we would be if our words brought strength. If our words affected people positively. Now let's begin to realize that. We, you see, sometimes people even say, Slay, as for me, I'm stopping. As for me, I don't like this church. As for me. And it will multiply your life. Yeah. It will increase. And some of us too, we keep saying, this is my church. I love, you know, that I saw the message you sent from, I don't know who you sent it from, you know. Words. How many of us were affected by it when we read it on the platform? Yeah. But that was some of these words. That they have spoken concerning what they think about the church. But suddenly we were all strengthened by it. Because we all live it. But we never say it. We never take our time to say it. We should begin to say it. Yeah, if you have a good friend, tell the person you're a good friend. Because then you get more good out of them. We are always able to say the negative. The reason why Al-Qaeda has risen and about Haram because we speak so much about them. We are always speaking about Boko Haram. We are always speaking about ISIS. And so they are growing and they are multiplying. And they are increasing. Because every time, when you turn on your news, when you turn on your news, when you... Yeah. And yet there are so many people, even in Iraq, and there are great churches going on there. But nobody says it. So that word, even though it's there, is not multiplying. But then evil is multiplying. Evil is not much stronger. It's just because it's being spoken more. Some people have homes that there's so much hate. You know, uncles don't talk with aunties. Cousins don't talk with cousins. Mother don't talk with father. This don't talk with that. It's our words. We even cause with others. People you haven't seen, but you've heard words. Made you influence how you think about the person. Rise up onto your feet. I feel that this word is going to help all of us when we get out of here tonight, tomorrow. When you even go to work, people are horrible. Sometimes work is. Speak the word that you want to see multiply. Speak the word that you want to see prevail. Speak the word that you want to see grow. And don't conform to what everybody else says. stop being a source of discouragement to others. Let's stop being a source of depression and the ones who be always carry we are always quick to pick up false mistakes. If I have mistakes and you're always pointing my mistakes, my mistakes will multiply and they will grow and they will expand. If you can see one good thing can you say it and say it and say it and say it till it grows and multiplies. Let the word influence us, Lord. Your word is influence. Your word is influence. Wherever the word remains, it influences. Let your word influence. Let your word influence us, Lord. Let it influence how we feel. Let it influence what we do. 
Let it influence what we say. Let it influence where we go. Let it influence what we let it influence what we desire. Father, let your word. Let your word. Let your word. Let it word. Let it always come out on top. Let it always come out on top. Let it always let it always prevail. Let it always prevail. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things. Whatsoever things are of good report. Whatsoever. Father, let our words change from today. What we speak. What we say. What we declare. Ah, let it have good. Let it become words of influence. Let it be inspired by your word. Out of your book, Lord. Out of your word, Lord, let us speak. Out of your word, Lord, let us listen. Out of your word, let us do. What we say, what we do, what we obey, what we abide by, let it be out of your word. Let it be out of your word. So that whatever is multiplying in good thing, whatever is increasing in us will be a good thing. Whatever is growing in us will be a good thing. I am a product of the word. Lift your right hand up and say, I am a product of the word. And I'm in the word. The word will prevail. The word will prevail in every circumstance. From today, I will speak. I will depend. I will believe in the word. And I will do the word. Because the word is influence in Jesus' name. Oh, somebody put your hands together. by the word you can visit our website on www.calvaryinternationalchristiancenter.org or our facebook page calvary international christian center call us on double zero double four seven five eight triple one five zero four two be blessed